On Thursday of the third week of Easter, we hear from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, verse 26 to 40. This text presents us with Philip. Philip was one of the seven deacons appointed in Acts chapter 6, verse 5, to help the work of the apostles. He was a man of great energy and great preaching. He traveled from Jerusalem up to Samaria, and then from Jerusalem down to Gaza, and up the coast to Azotus and Caesarea in preaching the gospel of Christ. To give you some idea of how far he traveled, if you take the road from Gaza up the coast to Azotus, you travel about 20 miles. And then from Azotus, again traveling up the coast northward, you would travel about 55 miles to Caesarea, the Roman capital of Judea at that time. Traveling along the road from Jerusalem to Gaza, he comes across this eunuch, a man of intelligence, of competence and trustworthiness, a man entrusted, therefore, with the treasure of the Queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch, on account of his condition, could not be circumcised and therefore could not enter the temple in Jerusalem and could not be fully united to the worshipping community of the Old Covenant. Nevertheless, he's reading the passages of the Old Testament. In particular here, he's reading the prophet Isaiah, chapter 53, verses 7 to 8. The passage is part of the Song of the Suffering Servant, which speaks of a truly great figure before God who is led to the slaughterhouse. He is someone who has been humiliated. There is no one to defend him. This is a figure who suffers rejection from the people, but nevertheless bears their wounds, that they may be healed. The eunuch asks Philip for help to understand the passage, and Philip proceeds to explain the good news of Jesus to him. No doubt, Philip would have taken the line of the early Christians that this suffering servant of the prophet Isaiah pointed to Jesus, who suffered for us, that we might be forgiven our sins. Philip takes this opportunity to honour the desire of the eunuch, baptising him in the water that is available to them. And even though the eunuch doesn't see Philip, who's taken away by the Spirit to another place, the eunuch goes on his way rejoicing. Philip continues on his way, to Azotus and on to Caesarea. There are two lessons I think we can learn for Christian life from this very beautiful passage where Philip, described later in the Acts of the Apostles as the evangelist, helps someone who is in need of guidance at a particular point of conversion and of grace in his life. The first one is to learn that we cannot of ourselves understand everything in Scripture, just as we cannot know everything about everything or everyone in life. There's a proper principle here of seeking counsel, guidance and instruction. 
and the eunuch a man of intelligence and competence and trustworthiness knows to ask someone else to help him so that he may understand the ways of God. The second lesson I think we can learn is about the generosity of the preacher. Philip meets the eunuch for this first and last time. He does for him what he can in terms of explaining to the eunuch what the passage means and what the ways of God are and how the ways of God are beautifully revealed, most of all through Jesus. And all that Jesus has done and all that Jesus wants to give to the eunuch is good news for him. There's a lesson here for the preacher, first of all, who in, on many occasions will meet someone looking for help and gives them that help and then perhaps doesn't see that person again. But there's a lesson here for all Christians. It's the principle of doing the good that we can, when we can, and then leaving the other person free to go their way, strengthened and consoled and set on a new path but left free to live their life according to God's grace and their own good response to that grace.